The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Tonight, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw from March 20th, 2017 on the road to WrestleMania. Also, be talking about the other happenings in the world of the WWE this week. Joining me as always, Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. How come I'm not Wrestling Inc.'s own? Well, because you are your own entity. That would almost like pigeonhole you to say, you belong to the world, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, but if you want, sure, Wrestling Inc.'s own Matt Morgan. But see, that there seems so limiting, so pigeonholing. <laughs> uh, cool, man. So uh, what would you think of Raw tonight? Me? I thought it was, it served its purpose to move the matches forward that need to be moved forward. I just think it also keeps pointing a glaring uh, arrow to these matches really aren't that good that, that we're about to get at Mania, I don't think. You know? Yeah, I mean, the best matches are probably the uh, the undercard ones, like Neville and Austin Aries. That's going to be the best match of the night. Probably. Well, hopefully they get time. I could see them giving them like five minutes out there with uh -huh. how many matches they got on this card. You don't think they'll be in the pre-show and then give them some time? Even then, even the pre-shows, they, they usually kind of rush them. Damn. But we'll see. I mean, I, I hopefully I'm wrong, but I just you usually uh, with how many matches they got this year, we'll see. Yeah, one more Raw till Mania. Kind of crazy. Uh, so tonight was a night heavy on storytelling, as Matt alluded to, setting up everything where it's going for WrestleMania coming up. And uh, yeah, we started the night off with Mick Foley going out there with index cards, uh, tearing them up and then saying what he really felt only to have Stephanie come out and fire him moments later. Uh, Sami Zayn came out to his defense and Steph put Sami in a match against Samoa Joe. Um, so we knew Foley was leaving. Uh, Matt, did you like this way of Foley going out and sort of his faction, you know, coming to his defense and then getting punished throughout the evening? <laughs> Um, the others being emasculated, not, not so much, but, uh, you knew that's how it was going to go down with Mick being fired. You knew it was going to be her, you know, you know, yelling, you're fired and hitting her dad's tagline. But, uh, yeah, I mean, very predictable. I thought I was now Sammy Zayn coming out to his defense was not predictable to me. Um, I like to fight. I always like to fire Sammy shows and tonight he let that crowd up. That was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'd rather see Mick off a of TV than seeing him emasculated by Stephanie every week. So, uh, I'm I'm fine with this. Uh, but it, I, man, the CM Punk chants and and the chants tonight by this crowd—they were uh, they were just going all night. When were the chants CM Punk? Uh, during the Stephanie McMahon segment, during the Triple H segment, I think those were the two times. Uh -huh. Um. But, uh, I, you know, I overall, I thought the segment was good, though. And I like that Sam, Sammy got in there, got a little, uh, you know, got in the opening segment. And it led to a really good match between Samoa Joe and Sammy. So I like this whole first uh, – actually, I thought the first hour was really good. It was solid. Yeah. yeah, I thought Sammy and Joe were great. Now, Raj, have you heard anything more about that becoming a match at Mania or the storyline for the two of them going forward? I don't, I don't know if there is – uh, much of a storyline for them. Uh, gotcha. You know, again, I think, I don't think Samoa Joe is going to have a match at Mania. If, if they do, Sammy, I mean, they could do it, but he squashed Sammy on Raw this week, beat him at the last pay-per-view, so it doesn't really make sense to do it at Mania. Didn't, didn't they start talking about those two having history together tonight, though? Yeah, they did. And I just thought they said it one too many times. Like you, you think it's leading to to something? I mean, with one week, like really, uh, you know, and timing is horrible. But uh, I just noticed they they said it like four times. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we get it. You know, this isn't going anywhere, so why are you putting it out there? But whatever. Yeah. Yeah, if they're not going to end up in a feud by design, I feel like they're going to stumble into it with the way that they just keep having them intertwine, you know, and their paths cross. Yeah, I think Samoa Joe will probably be involved with that Triple H Seth Rollins you know, unsanctioned fight. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting uh, stipulations there, which we'll talk about in a bit. But Samoa Joe did beat Sammy. So this uh, being the second time we've seen them go, I mean, Matt, how do you think this uh, compared to some of their past matches? Joe and Sammy? Yeah. How many have they had? Well, they had the one at Fastlane, and I mean, then they had the ones at NXT so last year. Oh, yeah, well, yeah okay. And, um, and they, they had one on Raw, I think, as well. Well, they were in the tag also. and um, Always going to be quality. Always going to be great work. Um, I still don't like to see Joe on the cell. I know he has to. I just don't think Joe is, if you're going to, if I'm putting money into Samoa Joe, I'm, I'm investing equity in him. I'm not letting himself, not because he can't, but because he just he's worth more money as this unstoppable monster, and they don't have any unstoppable monsters. They did they've done it with Braun. They've done a good job with him, but yet again he was on his ass tonight, wasn't he? So really, how unstoppable is he? Um, they've got the, the Goldberg type monster. I'm talking about that never mm-hmm. gets knocked, you know. And uh, you have that in Joe. You know, I just hate to see him on the cell ever. Yeah, and do you think? that maybe they don't have plans for him to be that monster because mm-hmm. this match did go so long. It was like two, three segments, and uh, it was so competitive that maybe they don't see Samoa Joe as, like, because they wouldn't have had Braun Strowman, you know, go this long with Sammy this early on in his push. Right. I do, I do think this. I do think that as many times you hear people say that, oh, they pigeonhole their guys and you can't come up. Like, I hear guys, once they get released nowadays, WWE, complaining how, they were told from NXT day one, they'll always be bottom of the card, and this is where you'll fit in, and you will never be able to work your way out of there, pretty much. Um, I've heard guys say that. Now, that said, I don't buy that for a second because I think Samoa Joe will turn enough heads when the time is right, and they will try to redo him again. I guarantee you they will. They, everybody will eventually be on board and say, okay, this guy is an animal. We need to let him be that animal. Um They'll all eventually see it. It's just one person right now not seeing it. And I guarantee you, it's Vince. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling sometimes just watching it that he sees Samoa more in the Kevin Owens level as opposed to a Brock Lesnar. Sure. Level. Oh, I could see that for sure. I, I don't think it's too late to change it though. I really don't. Yeah. So we went from that. Speaking of which, to uh, video hyping up Brock versus uh, Brock versus Goldberg. So they did that in two segments. We can sort of talk about the build there. Um, you know, speaking of that one, I mean, Matt, does are, are you excited for this? Are you excited to see Brock versus Goldberg if this is going to be the last the last go that they have? I think I'm excited what everyone else is excited about, what creatively they will have for these two. I think that's what we're all excited about. I don't think anybody's looking to see that actual – the bell ring and these guys go at it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Nobody wants to see, you know, no-sell tackle spots for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, so so I'm telling you right now, the crowd will shit all over that match within. I give them five. If they go more than five minutes, the crowd will crap all over. I promise it. And it was interesting tonight. Someone on Twitter pointed out they use the terminology. Uh, they call it one of the main events at WrestleMania as opposed mm-hmm. to the main event, um, which I think is, is subtly lowering people's expectations. Well, they do that every year. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while now. Um but uh, I, I think I thought the video packages were really good. Like I thought it made yeah. it seem like you were seeing these two larger than life superstars. So in that sense, I thought it was really well done. Doesn't have the intrigue that their Survivor Series match had. Um, and you know, part of that is it, it was WWE's booking decision to have these Goldberg matches go so short. But you know, as a fan, you naturally are inclined to believe like Goldberg can't have a long match, or you know, even a, a you know even a ten minute. So uh, I think. If fans thought he could, they'd probably be more excited about it. As, yeah, I just go back to New York. I know Brock was leaving and think Goldberg was leaving as well, MSG, WrestleMania 20. I still think that crowd would have crapped on that match to a degree because that's not their style of match, especially in New York. Um, but at WrestleMania, you got to have a – got to be able to go. And if you're in the main event, you better be able to go. And I just don't think – those two guys together will be able to have that type of match. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to expect from it. I, I don't know how good so creatively we're excited about it. The packages are slick. Great. I, I, the packages don't make me like it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as a spectacle, not as a match. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, after uh, that first package, we went to Sammy backstage saying goodbye to Mick. Mick went through, made his goodbyes with Cesaro and Sheamus, with Bailey. Uh, Triple H gave him the have a nice day before uh, fully left the building. And then we went from that to uh, oh, uh, setting up the match for later in the night with uh, Bailey and Nia Jax that was going to be coming. Um, but we had the look at Seth Rollins and the rehab. So they've got it that he went back to rehab after that beatdown from Triple H last week and really, you know, setting this up. I mean, I guess this is a good place to talk about it. I mean, Roger, I know we talked about this before, but how much of this is real and how much of this is, is for the story at this point? What do you mean? Well, with everything that's going on with Rollins, right? I mean, they have the stipulation he's going to like sign a waiver that says basically he shouldn't wrestle. No, he's obviously not really signing a waiver. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. But what I'm saying is, how bad is his knee actually? Yeah, it's 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 bad enough that he's he hasn't been able to you know wrestle since he got injured. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, is he really six months away? He wants to know as well. No, no, but I'm well, guessing he's months. probably still probably a few <laughs> weeks out after WrestleMania. So. I think they're doing this so they could have a no DQ match. So they could use a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of chairs, a lot of brawling stuff that where he doesn't have to use, you know, yeah. too much high flying, too much, you know, acrobatic ability mm-hmm. and, and to get around it. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, to me, just what's strange about it is now that we live in this era where wrestlers are so injury prone to have them using something like this for a storyline. Well, they have no choice. Um, he really was injured. I mean, you can't get around it. And, you know, during the season. So, and here's a good example of when not to use, like, they're up Kevin Wilkes at, you know what, he's a legitimate, like, phenomenal sports doctor. He's the man as far as trainers go, as far as rehab goes. That said, here's a situation where you, I don't care how good he is, you don't put him on TV if that's the best that you, you're able to get. That absolutely sucked. <laughs> yeah. I think, and, 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 like, the last sentence, like, he kind of, like, whispered, you know, probably the rest of me. <laughs> yeah and it was kind of weird for him to be like oh no doctor would clear him he's a few months away but he might be maybe he'll be at wrestlemania or something like yeah, that it's like yeah. what is that what sense does that make that's right. what i'm saying that's what i'm saying is weird about all this there used to be a line you know like a clear... now they always play real injury this much though you think i mean yeah, i don't know absolutely. this seems more this especially seems the more. internet knows about the injury sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah i don't know um so we went from that to uh charlotte versus dana um so is this the beginning of something or the end of something end of something <laughs> yeah that was their way to just end it quickly uh so dana's gonna oh, show up with emma maybe after mania maybe sometime over the summer she needs to show up in, in camp and get better because that was horrible yeah that was definitely the low point of the night she, she on, and that's on her i love her to death but she i don't know what's going on with her i don't know how she's not improving you guys go back and you watch that girl her first I don't know, her first six months at NXT, she was getting better every single week. She was somebody I, I was saying, she's going to be a top girl's name when, when the day comes and she gets called up. That's how confident I was in her. And then now she's been up on Raw. I don't know what's going on. I don't how know much, if, if she's inside her head. I don't know what's up. Yeah, that's what I want to ask you, Matt. How much does that self-esteem matter? Like Immensely. Yeah, like oh. How much can it just you know hurt your progress? It kill it. It killed mine. It ate mine alive. When I was doing my stuttering character, not because of the stuttering character being shitty, but because like I was, ha- I have different episodes with different guys, different veterans, as far as you know, guys being pricks and me wanting to break their faces open but not being allowed to because I'd be fired for it, kind of a thing, and me just having to shut up and grin and bear it and be a good little soldier, happy to be here, happy to have a job, that crap. Um, it would get to you. It would absolutely get to you, and. Uh, once that bell sound, though, that for me, I was luckily able to concentrate on what I needed to concentrate on. It's just those other 23 hours of the day where you want to, like, jump off a bridge because you hate these mother fletchers. <laughs> um, but um, with her, I don't know. Girls are different, you know. Um, they, they, their, their type of dramas could be much, much different as far as how girls treat them. And it's a little, it could be a little bit nastier, a little bit more catty. I'm not saying that's happening to her, but something's going on that's for sure because she is not only not getting better she's actually getting worse yeah well i mean you know what you alluded to there i mean so what's the environment like in developmental as opposed to the main roster i mean do you feel supported when you need to work on something on the main roster or do you feel more scrutinized you're in a you're a big fish in a small pond um you're there to improve now once you're up on the main roster you i I can only speak from experience my own experience you have certain veterans that want to help you out 
and act like they want to help you out. They go behind your back and talk smack and like, oh, he's not ready yet or she's not ready yet. They're too green yet. Meanwhile, to your face, like, great job, good. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I went and told Vince that you that you were coming along great. Meanwhile, they're the first to stab you in the back. Yeah. <laughs> big show. <laughs> well, he's threatened, man. I mean, you're a, big a fat, guy. lazy slob, but I digress. <laughs> So yeah, that match was uh, something. But you know, I, I truly think get Dana uh, with Emma, and I think they were great as a duo in NXT. You know, towards the end there, so I think that might put her back in her comfort zone. I've never thought Dana worked that well with the Charlotte. She's a stud athlete. This is a world class yeah. athlete. You know. Yeah. So something's up. Yeah. Um, so we went from that to uh, yeah teasing the uh, no DQ with Nia and Bailey to put Nia to make it a fatal four way at Mania. But uh, after that, we had Jericho with the special edition of the highlight reel talking about the real Kevin Owens going into his past all the time. Uh, the pictures of him being a fan of Jericho, even sharing some of their good. DMS when uh, Owens uh, joined the main roster and uh, yeah, really just doing this very uh, long promo against uh, Owens building up their match for mania for the U S title uh, ending with Samoa Joe appearing. And then when Jericho was distracted, Owens attacking him from behind. So Matt, what did you make of this angle? And did you see this when you were there about them incorporating more and more like, because you guys, I mean, you were there at the, you know, uh, still at the, the front end of that era of guys coming up that grew up as fans, you know, no, of, sure. of, what's that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, so what did, what did you find? Uh, what did you think of that tonight? I mean, how that was incorporated into the storyline? I think it's it's cool as a fan. If I saw that, like, wow, that's awesome. This dude was a, this dude was a lifelong fan. You know, he's yeah. living his dream. How how inspiring is that? If he can do it, I could do it. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of baby faces when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Two, I can also see it as you know when he's talking about him living in his mommy's basement and making fun of him. He's thumbing his nose down a little bit at the fans in a way, right? Like he's making fun of him for being a mark, and it is funny for us that talk the jargon and understand the context. But to the general masses, it, it, it made Kevin look like a scrub. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Man, look like to me it did. Um, I don't know. I see both sides of it. I, I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't necessarily think just because you have something means you have to use it. Just yeah. because it was real at one point. Yeah. I see. I took it as because the thing I was worried about is I thought they were going to bring out like a you know like a a midget or. <laughs> You know, someone grossly, you know, obese, you know, when they're talking about the real Kevin Owens, you know, when they do the comedy that, yeah. you know, they've done in the past. And that's what I was worried that they were going to do and, and do something that would make him look really bad. So I like that what this was, was instead Jericho was talking about how much Owens respected him. And he, he, he did take a couple pot shots, but overall, it seemed more like he, he knows that Owens really respected him. And, uh, and, and yeah, I guess it didn't really go from there, but. Um, so I, I like that they went that way as opposed to some comedy, um, cheesy comedy way. That was a good promo, though. I mean, Jericho really had the audience on his side. I mean, that yep. face turn is just locked in. Um, and I think it's going to be a great match of Mania. Yeah, that's going to be one of the ones I, I'd pay to watch. So I think that'll be really good. And uh, so we came from that, right? Really solid start to the show. The crowd was really into it, minus a few of those uh, straight chants at Steph during that beginning segment. But then we had TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. This was a very short match um, with the crowd being with it, it seemed like most of the way. But Brian Kendrick then winning and calling out Akira Tozawa, um, setting up their storyline from there. But I don't know. Did you th feel like this kept the momentum going, Matt? For the throughout the show, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Or was this a down spot for you? Was I think I don't necessarily know if, if it. Did, sometimes I don't know if we should be listening to the fans in an arena. Yeah, you know what I mean. As far as if you're looking at this on paper, this made sense where they put this. If you mm -hmm. really think about it, it was short, it was sweet, it's succinct. They got the cruiserweights out there, if you will. So if I'm writing this show and it's all about WrestleMania buildup, but we've you know we've got to get some action in here right now because we've done too much storytelling. It made sense. See, I felt like this shouldn't have even been on the show just because we're two weeks from WrestleMania. These guys aren't on the card. But they know, needed action. That, that they was time that should What's they up? Needed, they needed physical action. When you're writing out a show and you're blocking out the times, you can't just have 
Vince Russo would have a hard on for this, I'm sure, but the rest of us wouldn't. No, but which is which is not back storyline, 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 storyline. Just because it's going in the mania, we need to see action. There needs to be matches. Right. So you could have Neville face another cruiserweight, or you know, have Neville face uh, Brian Kendrick, or you you know, or, or TJ Perkins. So at least it's giving momentum to someone heading into WrestleMania that has a match. Okay. As, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. But Did Neville not come out tonight. What's that? Did Neville not come out at all tonight? Uh, he just did at the end of that Austin Aries match. Austin Aries match, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I thought it just you know when you're when you're doing all this build and then it just takes a left turn for a little bit. So uh, and this match was so short. It was so like it was like a, a two minutes uh, max, and it was clean. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think it does any favors for the division. Um, so if that didn't lose the crowd, it seemed like the next one did the no DQ match versus Nia, uh, Nia Jax versus Bailey. Um, okay. So, I mean, yeah, the crowd was just being shitty. Pardon me, pardon my language, but I mean, between the wave, all the, the yelling, the chanting, all of that, but I thought this was an okay match. Otherwise, I mean, Matt, what did you think of it? Again, uh, out of context, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard to ignore the, the fans, you know, it's, 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 it can be frustrating. You know, tried to try work in front of them, um, you know, but it is what it was. I, I honestly, this is one of those matches as hard as the two girls worked. I probably would have fast forwarded through it, honestly. Yeah, I thought this I thought this was one of Nia's best matches uh, since she's been on the main roster. Um, but yeah, the crowd was just not into it at all. And they, they never gave it a chance. It reminded me of the the Bailey Sasha Banks match from a, a couple of weeks ago on Raw, which was kind of the same thing where they never allowed it to get going. Yeah. And uh, I think was it you, Glenn, that point? Oh, no, I think Chris, who, who who does our Twitter, he he pointed out that if it's a no DQ, wouldn't it have made sense for Charlotte and Sasha Banks to interview, you know, interfere in this match and and take Nia out since she's the most dangerous person? They don't want her in the WrestleMania match. So, yep. uh, but logic aside, uh, I thought the match was good. Hurt by the crowd. The crowd, I guess, it sounded. It looked like someone got kicked out. I guess someone tweeted us that one person, that like some people on the floor were chanting. They had ringside seats, so all the other people behind them started chanting "assholes," and, and so it kind of went and it went from there. And then they started doing the wave. <laughs> Yeah. That's a weird chant. Like, I know you could see me here sitting at ringside. In case you didn't notice, I'm sitting at ringside. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just we compare that compare that to every other match Bailey has had in that venue. And tonight it was like bizarre yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. You know, very strange. Um, but yeah, nine one and earned her place uh in the in making it a fatal four-way in mania. That, that, that was yeah, well, it is what it is. Um it was just very strange. It was a very strange turn tonight. And I absolutely agree with Chris's observation. There should have been interference in that, um, which makes sense from a storytelling point of view. Um, after that, we got the Women's History Month video on Mae Young. Um, and then the tease uh, for, well, then the next segment, we came back, Michael Cole with Triple H. So, yeah, this set up the stipulation. Um Triple H is facing Rollins in a non-sanctioned match at WrestleMania. Rollins is going to sign something next week saying that even though the doctors have told him not to compete, he shouldn't compete. He's not cleared to compete. If he signs something, he should compete. I tweeted the joke online. Everyone made the same joke. I'm sure Daniel Bryan would be very interested if that's the new policy going forward. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, very interesting setup to this. So it looks like it's happening. Raj, you're saying smoke and mirrors. Matt, do you think this is going to be a good match at Mania or it's going to be so convoluted in how they pull it off that it's going to be tough to really get into? I don't – anything with Hunter in it, honestly, I hate the freaking blows. You know, it's not like I'm dick riding him here, but <laughs> it's the truth. Anything that dude's associated with is money to me. You know, mm. think of – his other street fights have always been well – well. Um, what's the word? Uh, stories are extremely well carried out. Um, he worked with Undertaker when Taker was first starting to get really banged up with his hips, remember? And uh, he plays together a lot of cool, uh, exciting spots in that match that absolutely needed to happen. Um, and I know it was Hunter that did that. Um, I just, I, I think it will be good because of the pieces involved. I wish it was just a straight-up match because it would be ridiculous. Like, that would be the number one match I'd probably pay to see next to Owens and Jericho, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, but but because of the street fight, I, I I still think it'll be good. I think it'll surprise a lot of people. 
Yeah, sometimes these matches can uh, turn out way better than you think. You guys remember Roddy Piper and Goldust? It was like, I forget which WrestleMania it was, but they had that where it started in the back. It was like a Hollywood backlot brawl. They had the white Bronco and everything. But uh, that was way better than you would have expected. Sorry, Seth will make a big dive. He'll hurt hurt his knee even more. Um, There'll be things in here that will get the crowd excited. Yeah, yeah, I I I think it'll be good. And, and, and to your, exactly what you said with Triple H. Triple H won't let it be bad. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 12, everyone's pointing out in the chat. Amazing. Yeah, I was thinking about that today with the Y2J thing, and I was like, they're referencing something, the Y2J reference. It's an 18-year-old reference now with the Y2K build-up. I mean, that's what it was originally a playoff of. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy to me how these things take on a life of their own um so yeah man so after that handicap match Cesaro, did, we, did, did the new day segment did that happen yet uh not um no no it's coming up okay gotcha yeah talk about that uh but first handicap match cesaro and sheamus uh being punished for their loyalty to mick foley by steph in a handicap match against luke gallows carl anderson enzo and big Cass. I'm just going to say this This was quick. This was strangely quick how it worked. Um, yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus got the win, like pinned Anderson. I mean, this lasted what, maybe like a minute? This was so fast. Yeah, I mean, it was a, they, they were being smart, you know, in storyline. So getting yeah. rid of end zone cast and then quickly trying to end the match. So, you know, per the stip, it made sense. But man, you know, I don't know. Did you guys watch the, that Southpaw Pro, Southpaw yeah, Regional Wrestling? Love it. I love that. And I thought uh, Gallows and Anderson, Cena was just uh, off the hook. And I thought Gallows and Anderson were great. And just seeing them, you know, they just seem like, you know, they have, they could do so much more with them. And then seeing this, and this did not do anything for me as far as making me want to watch this match at WrestleMania. That stuff from Southpaw that you see Luke Gallows do, he does every day in the locker room. He's got a bunch of characters. <laughs> but Tex Ferguson is his main one. Um, is he's hilarious like he's on a whole different level i've never seen any locker room that he's been in where everyone's not on the ground laughing he is i'm telling you right now he's genuinely probably the funniest guy i've met in the business wow and many guys will tell you the same thing yeah yeah i've heard i've heard that i've heard that about him and and uh yeah just i wish that could come out more you know on his on screen and i'm sure he's not allowed to um you know sex text ferguson is probably not very pg but um, <laughs> did you see the episode? I'm sorry, but did you see the episode of of, of Southpaw when when um when he kept <laughs> he kept getting more injuries? <laughs> <laughs> like blinded in both eyes and Teddy <laughs> Blassie. <laughs> I was dying. That was, that was great. <laughs> or he's yelling in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, after seeing that, it, it was just you know, I, I just think there's so much more they can do with those guys. Yeah, they. Uh, it was weird, right? Because last summer they were doing the beat up John Cena thing. They let them do some promos that were pretty funny, and then they started putting them in those skits, all that crap with Old Day. I feel like maybe the writers started writing for him, and it screwed up the humor. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm po- I'm positive that's what it is. Yeah, it's very strange because when you I'm when you got to be funny with what's written for you, it's very different than bringing out your own sense of humor. It is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after that, um, okay. So after that, the new day segment. How do we describe this, Raj? Uh, the the little joke at the beginning there. No, no yeah. one thought new day was gonna even gonna be on TV tonight. I don't so I, I actually missed the joke in the beginning. What was when they both looked at uh, Xavier and uh, what's his name? Biggie goes, you got something you want to, you want to share? You got something you want to say? <laughs> I missed that part. That's pretty funny. Uh, it's smart putting them backstage. Cause you know, earlier in the night, people were making chants. They were chanting. We just couldn't hear it. Yeah. 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 They, the, they were like turning down the, the audience mic and stuff, but before like, um, before the show, the crowd was chanting like Maddox, Maddox rocks to new day rocks. And, they were oh, chanting, uh, we want Paige. I think that was during the, the Dana Brooke match. They were chanting, we want Paige. So uh, it was it was smart having these guys backstage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm really surprised they put them on TV tonight. But, you know, good for them. I mean, it worked out okay. Uh, but, yeah, they just did a promo really uh, hyping up Mania, the matches they're excited to see. I thought it was a nice change of pace where they had to get for a second and start hyping SmackDown because all of a sudden it was – 
interesting uh, to get their perspective on it. But I, how do you think it's going to work with them being the hosts of Mania? I mean, Matt, does that horrible? Yeah, it's Hor just gonna... horribly bad. I thought tonight's was horribly bad. They did a good job with I know what was given to them written, but no, I don't. <laughs> the wrestler should not be the host of WrestleMania. Yeah, it's, corny. it's so corny. I don't. I, no offense to them. I like them all. They're all super talented as crap. And I'm not just saying that they'll smoke up their ass. It's the truth. But they should not be doing this. They yeah, should be I, taking a hiatus and not doing anything and coming back with something new separately together, something. But take six months off TV. Unless this this leads to the Hardys coming in. That's, then what? Uh, they have a feud with the Hardys. But Ooh, th that would be a big. Uh, that would be a. That would be a big way to make this all worth it if it was a, a way to, you know, the, the at Hardys. Mania? Yeah, at Mania. Oh, okay, that's different. And then they just take bumps for the Hardys. Fine. Yeah. But not in an angle. I mean, New Day has jumped the shark big time. I mean, who else are the Hardys going to wrestle? That's why they're not there. I mean, don't <laughs> just, I mean, they're not there, are they? And they're probably not going to get the money they want to make because they don't have anybody to give them to, to work. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, no, you still sign Jeff Hardy. I don't give a crap what it is. You give him as much money as you need. Jeff Hardy gets reaction everywhere that dude goes. Yeah. You got to wonder if WWE, how, how interested they would be in Matt Hardy without the broken character. Because, mm. you know, Impact, you know, a lot of people are giving Impact crap, but WWE would have done the exact same thing. There's no way they'd let Undertaker go and use the Undertaker gimmick somewhere, regardless of how much he put into it, how much of it was his idea. If Undertaker came up with it, it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, they would they would protect their i don't see wwe even if they were able to take it i don't see them using that character at all no way yeah they, they didn't create it yeah no? yeah <laughs> okay so we're going to talk about in a second uh austin aries versus tony niece and then the main event braun Strowman versus roman reigns and other wwe news this week but first I want to take a moment thank the sponsor of this episode ddp yoga first talk about it you saw mick Foley and i looking just trim compared to how he used to look you saw chris jericho these are guys that have benefited immensely from ddpy ddp yoga and right now we have a special deal you can get the ddpy dvds for 25 percent off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app, or if you're digital only, you can get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. Also, you can get a max or combo pack at 25% off. Get 50% off the second one. Go to our link, sign up at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Um, yeah, you've heard us talk about it. You know, March is almost over. There are so many people, we hear about it from the fans of this podcast. We see it on Twitter. I see it on Reddit all the time. People want to know, does DDP Yoga work? And everyone that has gotten it and stuck with it says they are in the best shape of their lives. Their flexibility is off the charts. And they have just been able to really take control of things, not only with their DDP Yoga routines, but also with their eating, with uh, their motivation, just with staying on track. They've tried other stuff that hasn't worked for them, but DDP Yoga has. So again, head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc to take advantage of our deals. And we want to congratulate Diamond Dallas Page being part of the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame class, going to be inducted uh, coming up now, just in a little over a week. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. So let's talk about this uh, Austin Aries versus Tony Nese. So this match went by relatively fast, but then after that we had Aries, his interaction with Neville, further setting that up. So, I mean, I felt like this, this was, you know, really building thing towards uh, towards their feud, towards their match they have coming up. What did you think of this match, uh, Matt? I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was exactly what uh, Austin needed. Um, and again, I think this will be the most exciting match on the Mania card. It seems like they, they consider Tony Nese to kind of be Neville light. Because anytime <laughs> someone's facing Neville, yeah. they face Tony Nese the week before. Or, I wish know. they took him more seriously. I think Tony Nese could be a big player in that division. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if they started introducing more tag teams and stuff, I could see him, you know, teaming with somebody too. Because he's not the most charismatic guy, um, at least so far. Guess what? None of them need to be because they don't get any of my time anyway. Right. <laughs> exactly. We just know uh, Austin Aries is because we know his history. We all know about him before he came here. Right. I thought Aries was great in this, but the crowd was quiet in this match. I, Aries was really trying to get him into it. And, and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it, it was working. He was, they were definitely more into it by the end. Yeah. I, but I love to love the face off between Neville and Aries after that. Mm -hmm. That was a great showcase for both of them. Um, after that, 
we had the second part well we had the vignette for Anna's return hard to even say with the straight face uh the second video lesnar versus goldberg uh which we talked about earlier the build up there and then braun Strowman versus roman reigns so how did you think this compared to what they did before and what did you make of undertaker interrupting it at the end matt um good obviously the crowd was dying to see him um but uh I still don't know what Taker's face was, right? Right before, I, I t it was a really small little detail. And um, actually, just click now. Um, he chokeslams uh, Strowman at the end, right? And he's, you know, watching him roll out of the ring. And you could see him be like, oh, crap. I took my eyes off the prize for half a second. Turns around and eats the spear. Mm. Those are those small little details that it's just, God. Like, you can't write it. You cannot. There's no writer that will be able to write that. Um, I couldn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, dude, he's just so god dang good. Do you think, um, uh, Taker was selling at the end of that when you know, after being hit with the spear? Because they, they weren't t turning the camera to him, they're like kept it on reins because mm -hmm. you could see like Taker starting to get up and didn't, and then you know, they're quickly cut back to reins. And I was, I didn't, I couldn't tell if that was Taker just selling or if it was because he's got you know, a bad hip and he's going to require surgery at some point. His new thing I've noticed in the last four years, three years, is mm -hmm. he sell when it's time for him to sell, he's selling. Mm -hmm. Even when he's up, he's still selling. Um, I don't know if that's legit or not. I just noticed he's been doing it a lot um, with all of his WrestleMania opponents. Even when he's on top, even when he just hit something vicious on somebody, he's immediately back holding something, even though raising his hand in the air. I, I thought he looks... I still thought took him as dead man as the phenom when he went and stood up and did his whole thing. I bought into that. Yeah. That Roman's in trouble. Yeah. And it's extra trouble because if Taker's not on next week, you use the WWE math and it's uh, oh, Lord. Here Taker we go. getting the revenge at WrestleMania, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's, there's no way. I don't know. I don't want to say there's no way because they love Roman. Um, hmm. It, well, it would be Taker winning if uh, if you went with WWE math. Cause... I'm not going with their math. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, I, 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 Reigns I, I, took out Taker here, so Undertaker gets the last Strowman, By the way, a WrestleMania win versus Undertaker for the next big man incarnate, Braun Strowman. You know that would have been way better. Yeah. Do you remember we were looking back? We're like, oh, why'd they give it to Brock? Remember when, when Taker finally lost? Like, there's so many up. There's so many younger guys that really could have used that that rub and the way it's always been taker always had a thing where he's always trying to put over the next big guy Kane, millions of others after that that just didn't last um none of them were ever the guy he's been looking forever for that big guy to put over and i think Vaughn might be that dude i don't know yet and uh that would have been cool i i think it would have been a lot better than roman going over can you imagine if roman goes over against undertaker that WrestleMania crowd will light that building on fire and they will riot. Unless they turn him heel, like we, we've said before, during the match. I think that would be that would what, change a lot of perceptions. Of What can he do during the match to make himself turn heel? Like start swinging chairs on him? Yeah, and stuff? start swinging chairs. Get him down after? Yeah. And when he's done, just spits on him, cuts a promo. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to cut a promo for sure. That is, I'll get behind. Yeah, if he goes, if he goes a promo, a world beater, you know, f all of you guys. I've been dying for years to say this, but because they've been signing my check, I've shut my mouth. But screw that. Now he's be the Undertaker. I write my own check. And guess what? F each and every one of you. You right. know, I don't know something to that effect where he just unloads on these fans. They need to be unloaded on. That would be awesome. That would be the high yeah. point of 2017, perhaps. I love that. Yeah. That would be something. How tempting was it ever, Matt, just to shoot in the ring? Just when you're having oh. a bad night, the fans are being assholes. Oh, bro, every night. No, every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would think. I, I'm surprised more careers aren't ended um, by things <laughs> like that. Or, or perhaps made by uh, moments like that. Um, yeah. But overall, man, so we got one more Raw till Mania. So uh, your final grade on tonight's episode. Go, Raj. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a solid B. I thought it was a good show. Uh, even a B plus. B. I was gonna say B minus. He moved it up, so I'll give it a B. <laughs> An unsolid B. A very soft B. 
yeah, I'll tell you, with the exception of that Perkins um, Kendrick match, everything tonight built into Mania, right? I mean, it seems like every every single match. Oh, Charlotte and Dana, but that says something else. Up. But yeah, with the exception of those two, and Samoa Joe and Sammy didn't really. But although, but we shouldn't uh, be praising them for that. That should be an automatic yeah. thing. Yeah. They're about to take a lot of people's money in two weeks' time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna be having a big week. Yeah, we'll see. So, Raj, what else happened in the WWE this week? <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, delete your uh, <laughs> delete your stuff off of iCloud. Um, I, you know, stuff with Paige. It's uh, man, I feel bad for her because ultimately, whether you know, people are saying, well, you shouldn't be keeping that stuff on your phone or online. Ultimately, it's never meant to get hacked and. And, uh, you know, it's your personal private property. So it, it really sucks because, um, you know, some of that stuff was really, um, you know, it was really embarrassing when it's leaked. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, it, obviously, I don't think WWE is going to do anything. Uh, it, it would make sense. What's that? They can't. It'd be such a double standard if they did. Right, exactly. Especially with Xavier Woods was on because you, you couldn't do something to Paige and, and not to Xavier. Plus, Paige is the victim here because she was stolen from and, and humiliated. And, you know, this is probably the lowest point of her life, you know, with yep. what's going on. So it really sucks for her. Um, but I think WWE, they, they, they need to really push this social media sensitivity training and, and telling people not to keep that stuff on your phones and, and make sure if you have videos like that, that, you know, it's... It's very, you know, best to get rid of it completely. But they do. If you want to keep it, you know, keep it very private and safe or something. There's no. It is what it is. They have those classes, especially there, especially at NXT. Um, they do have these type of classes, and and we all know this. Every, me, you, everybody, everybody that's human that has a phone knows this. Um, I'm not defending anything, but it, yeah, I am. I think it's it's an incredibly personal thing that some scumbag you know went in to hack and, and do whatever the hell happened and you can delete that stuff and it's still somehow you know on your shit so if you're somebody that's really worried about that stuff you go to the store go somewhere get a new phone like there's, there's ways you can do it but um it's just it's a shame it's a shame because that was something that was incredibly personal you know i wouldn't say embarrassing because people everybody's into different into different crap i don't care who you are I meant um, embarrassing that it got out. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, like not, not the you know whatever people do is the content there. of it, right? Um, I just say it's just it's like you said it's a shame, and and, and she's actually a really you know, we met, well, I'm not gonna get in trouble. She's an incredibly humble girl, super down to earth. Um, the exact thing that that division needs is somebody that's different, and that is her in spades. And again, it'll be a huge, huge uh, double standard between Seth Rollins, between Tom Phillips, um, and others that this exact situation is happening with. Hulk Hogan? Well, they did do something about that, right? Or no, no. Well, I wasn't on that. And then there's, 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 you know, yeah. there's rumors that he'll, he'll be coming back soon. So you can't be bringing him back when you, you do something to. No. And especially because she's, again, it's different. She is a female, and she was the one that was attacked here. And it's just, it's a shame. You know, but uh, hopefully, you know, this too will pass and blow over and it'll be yesterday's news. When's the last time anybody talked about Seth Rollins, you know? Right. And then it's just the way the world works. It'll be the next big story two weeks, three weeks from now. Yeah. Do you think this would affect that movie that they're doing? You know, the Rocks Production Company? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, I don't see why. I think that'd be part of her story. I really do. I don't think they'll make any edits to the movie because of it, but... What I'm saying is, it's authentic, right? I mean, you don't think is, they'd call it off, though? No, 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 I don't, not at all. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be a huge. Or postpone it. Mm, maybe, um, but with films, that's so common anyhow. Though stuff gets shot and then not released for a long time. You know, so who knows there? Matt, can you just walk us through an overview? I mean, no, when you were there, obviously, it was sort of the early, early stages of social media. But I mean, I know like with the NBA, right? For NBA players, they have boot camp. They talk to them about everything from hookups to how you conduct yourself publicly, how to behave, how to protect yourself against potential liability. Well, I'll tell you right now, when I was there, WWE didn't have any of that. Right. Um, you were just, this. Was, I, I left WWE in 2005. Yeah. So um, it wasn't a big deal then. But um, since then, like even when I was at TNA, like 
you are up to date as to what you're we are all grown-ass adults we know what we're supposed to be doing we know what we're not supposed to be doing it's that simple and when you put stuff out there that's private in your own phone you should be safe with that you know i don't i don't I don't think that that's right. That that just because you're hacked, that you should be, you know, blamed and vilified. Like, oh, how could you be so stupid to leave that? Well, because we all have that. It will, well, you know, it might happen to him or her, but it won't happen to me. Kind of thing. Um, that's the way it is. I think I, I really do. Um, but the only way, I mean, I think we all know this. The only way to not let that happen is don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know. But it, sometimes it's not that simple. She's young. She's you know um, away on the road. There's a million different things. As to 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 why it just, the why's the why's and the what doesn't matter. It's the the shadiness and the scumminess of the scumbag that that went in there and tried to you know do that to 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 a young girl like that. Yeah, put her shit yeah. on last like that. And hopefully he gets caught because I mean there are some stiff penalties when you know the hacker that did it in 2014 got 18 months in prison. So uh, this definitely was hacked, right? This wasn't Brad Maddox trying to get himself over, correct? I would, it would not, I mean, no one knows for sure. Um, oh, we don't know that yet. Okay. No, but there was, there appear to be other uh, wrestlers who were hacked as well. Um, the photos are out; they're not confirmed. A couple of them, several of them, look real, uh, but it's not confirmed, and so we're not naming names. But um, there's so many phony ones out there. I remember when I was WWE. There was like this. It's still out there. There's like this horribly superimposed versions of me. And it's just like, it's not even close. It's not even my legs. It's brutal. Um, so that not everything is going to be legit just because there's so many people out there that are getting popped. Right now is a time where people are going to make a crap load of fakes and try to act like it's the real thing because of this. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. No matter how real something looks, you'd be surprised what a, a, an awesome Photoshop job can do. So. Especially today, yeah. Yeah. Well, the speculation from a lot of this, how it happened, is actually something that iCloud has patched, but that these might have been caught up in that in what went on a year ago, that exploit people were saying because of when the photos or videos were taken. I guess it used to be that if you got control of someone's uh, iCloud account, it used to be easy to get into and basically retrieve backups. Well, she was, a, was able to do this. She was the NXT, yeah. NXT Divas champion when it happened. So that would have been like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So Apple has updated their security a lot since then. Yeah. So, um, but it's crazy, man. It's I think Brad Maddox, his, his Twitter was hacked too. Um, if you like, if you went to it, I don't know if you still go to it, but it, it was Brad Maddox is WWE was his Twitter handle, and and uh, it had photos from the video. Mm. So, um, crazy time we're living in, man. Um, so anything else that happened in the past week probably got overshadowed by that, but, um, anything else up, Roger, that we should talk about? <laughs> well, there is one more thing. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported in the, the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter that the plan for WrestleMania next year is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns with, uh, Roman Reigns going over. They already have it mapped out. That's where they want to go. Hmm. So I'm sure Matt's probably going to be thrilled. Um, <laughs> so unless he's a heel, turn, unless there's a heel turn, then I will be thrilled. Yeah, but now they apparently he's saying that they want to still build him as the next John Cena. John Cena's uh, you know kind of part-time schedule. Um, guess what? There was a period where John Cena was actually over as a babyface. That's the ingredient they seem to keep missing with Roman here. <laughs> yeah, that's John was crazy over crazy throw the babies in the air over as yeah. a baby face. Yeah. that is a, that is a point that's often overlooked for years i'm telling you for oh my god Ouch. cena was awesome back in the day like i mean he's still he's still great and his matches are great and his promos when he wants to he he can just go uh but you look at the stuff he did with kurt angle back in the day and like i can still watch their hip-hop battle like oh it's anytime. hilarious it's yeah. hilarious even chain gang cena was good yeah. <laughs> you know was still over with the crowd big time yeah until they started changing his character for kids i think that's yep. uh he, he was just fantastic yep yeah man and, and i think that's the thing right i mean cena was original at the time when he first came out and i think that's the thing i think with roman people felt like they were trying to make him go down that path that the gas happened more organically than that but they keep like the, the report right here the, verbatim yeah. he just said that that was a Melter's reporting that WWE is saying they're going 
with Roman Reigns as their John Cena. So, like, it's getting out there again yeah. that it has to be our guy. Like, this is the antithesis of what they should be doing. Right. It's very we strange. Don't like that. We don't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, but these things change, though. I mean, don't we hear one of these stories about, like, oh, Roman's going to get this monster push? And he has. Well, <laughs> he has for <laughs> 10 years now. <laughs> yeah that's true but i keep thinking it would be worse if there wasn't a backlash to the rumors you know i feel like this is them actually toning it down i will say this tonight though when he lifted up uh brawn for the samoan drop it was like man okay like that was impressive i thought that he got brawn up like that you know i thought that was a good moment for roman tonight <laughs> you sound like his mom. You sound like his mom on his F minus report card. Go, but you spelled your name right, Roman. <laughs> well, you know what's right? I tweeted it because it's like I was like, "Whoa, that legit makes Roman look strong." Because that's always the joke on the internet. Got to make Roman look strong. I was like, Roman actually looks really freaking strong there. Matt, Matt, um, Matt would have gotten him up on the first try. Right? You know, that's oh, where I was going with this. Yeah. Just saying, did it to Big Show, but who cares? Right. And and yeah. granted, look, I know choke slam. The guy jumps up to you know to yeah. take it. But when you you have this impressive feat, you know, on TV, it looked very impressive when Roman did it. And then have Undertaker choke slam Braun kind of took away from that. You know? Braun got up for that. Braun he took a choke slam. You, you can tell Braun, even though the storyline when he backed out of the ring last time Taker was in there, you can tell he respects Taker. And I know everyone does. In real life, of course, dude. Of course. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Even DDP. <laughs> What do you mean with DDP? What do you mean? Well, DD, you know, Taker kind of sabotage, you know, sabotage oh, that yeah. WWE run. I was that, yeah. yeah. That sucks. I was hoping, that was a pretty cool angle, actually, at first. Yeah, they could have done so much more with it, but they ended up making DDP look like a a, a putz. I was just excited that another WCW guy I liked that was on TV. Yeah. At WWE TV, to, to that time, it was still a big deal, like when somebody would show up. Yeah. And I, I talked with DDP uh, a few days ago, and we got the interview coming up this week. And he says, like, you know, the WWE run being what it was led to all this other stuff that happened in his life. So it's like the best thing that could have happened to him. His character was his positive page thing, right? Yeah, that and, you know, not not staying in for a long time and being able to move on and do this business and start DDPY. It uh, really worked out. Cool, man. We'll look out for that interview. Uh, before we take it home here, Matt, anything you want to plug? Uh, do I want to plug anything? No, go to my Instagram account. See how freaking jacked I am. I think that's what you guys all should do. Um, at BP Matt Morgan. I post some pretty sweet pictures of my back posing tonight. You guys would be pretty impressed. Um, <laughs> 50% of me is being serious, by the way. Um, some, someone sent me a video of you. Is it on your Instagram or uh, working out at the team, uh, team dojo? Yeah, dojo in Florida yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Trying to work off some rust. I got some serious ring rust, so um, I I'm, look like a million bucks, but it don't matter as far as ring cardio goes. You got to get in the ring and do blow up drills and crap like that. So I posted a couple pictures from it because it's a good dojo. It's in downtown Orlando. Guy took some crazy sick bumps for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so awesome. Nice. Everybody check that out and uh, look for on the Wrestling Inc. website coming up. Roger's interview with DDP talking about the Hall and Medusa. I oh, talked nice. to Medusa, too. She's freaking hilarious. So that that one went way longer than we expected. It was supposed to be 30 minutes, one hour and a half. Nice, so man. It'll take a little bit to transcribe. Cool. That's so Roger and I will be back here. Oh, what's what's that? that? I such a crush on Medusa. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I, I did, too. So it's it's always kind of weird talking to someone that you used to have a crush on when you were. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and Raj and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about SmackDown Live and that build up to Mania. So be sure to join us then at 12 noon Eastern. Uh, and we'll be back here with Matt next Monday talking about the Go Home Show, the Go Home Raw for uh, Mania. So until next time, everybody, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.